0: okay hello world here's the episode you guys have been waiting for yeah or maybe you haven't been waiting for it but you need to be more aware of all right of course i'm talking about the silicon valley bank debacle man it's been nuts i mean all the news stations from cnn fox msn and shoot even the article that was brought to us today by ap news have talked about this so i I think we need to cover it just for the fact that there's a lot of people being hurt by this failure this letdown and well you know i wouldn't be doing it justice if i didn't cover it man let's go welcome back to another episode of the dragon horse podcast y'all My name is cameron Bivens, the dragon horse himself and your lovely host all right gonna take this one smooth sailing let's go ahead and slide into this so for those that don't know like i said yesterday silicon valley bank is i believe the 16th or the 19th largest bank in the u.s in fact they're saying it's the largest bank that has failed since the 2008 great recession okay when there was a huge banking debacle where Now banks had to follow these new host rules and things of that nature, which, as we see from this example, it doesn't always work out the way we expected, all right? Anywho, the title of this article reads out, one of Silicon Valley's top banks fails, assets are seized. This article is brought to us by apnews.com anyway, so let's go ahead and get into what exactly what they're talking about. And as you guys know, as always, I will either get my thoughts at the end, but most likely I'll give my thoughts along the way, man. Excuse me. Regulators rushed Friday to seize assets of one of Silicon Valley's top banks, making the largest failure of a U.S. financial institution since the height of the financial crisis almost 15 years ago. Silicon Valley Bank, the nation's 16th largest bank, failed after depositors hurried to withdraw money this week amid anxiety over the bank's health. It was the second biggest bank failure in the US history after the collapse of Washington Mutual in 2008. So, for those that don't know, what they mean um, by people going to the bank to get their money out is called a bank run. So, a lot of people saw that this company's stock was tanking, okay? To, and, and granted, I wanna give some background facts real quick. Um, you know, as you guys know, I pay attention to this type of stuff, and I saw some stocks tanking you know, in the stock market. I was watching. I was like, why is this dipping so much further than the rest of the market? Why is this losing value so fast? So two weeks ago, the CEO, CFO, and CMO of this company allegedly sold off millions of dollars worth of shares in this company. I guess they wanted to get ahead of the curve. They saw what was coming. I mean, being that they are the CEO, CFO, and CMO. Oh, wait, allegedly, right? Even though it's documented, but allegedly. So... They sold their money, they got their money, but these people who kept their money in this bank and the businesses that took money out of this bank, you know, they lost so much, you know, by this bank failing, they lost so much. There are people that, for those that don't know, most U.S. banks are insured up to $250,000. It's called FDIC insurance. So no matter what, even if a bank goes bankrupt, the government will make sure you get 250,000 back. Anything above that, you're not getting back. So people that had even 251,000, that 1,000 is gone. 250 you're getting back. But there are businesses, multi-million dollar businesses. Okay. 3 million, 4 million, 5, million, 6 million that relied on this bank to be able to pay salaries to their workers. And now a lot of these employees are going to have to be laid off. Some of these businesses are going to inevitably shutter. Things are going to happen, right? This is, this is not a good sign of things to come. And we know that in this environment, with a lot of rate hikes, with a lot of money problems going on, we know that these businesses were not prepared to be able to pay these loans back, okay? And I could go into how these loans work and everything else like that. I'll just say it like this, Okay. Let's say something you buy today is worth $15, okay? You try and sell it tomorrow, but you can't get more than $3 for it. Now multiply that by a million days of doing that. And that's how something like this happens, okay? And I'll leave it at that. Let's keep going forward. The bank served mostly technology workers and venture capital-backed companies, including some of the industry's best-known brands. This is an extinction level event for startups, said Gary Tan, CEO of Y Combinator, a startup incubator that launched Airbnb, DoorDash and Dropbox and has referred hundreds of entrepreneurs to the bank. I literally have been hearing from hundreds of our founders asking for help on how they can get through this. They are asking, do I have to furlough my workers, right? Do I have to get rid of my workers? Wow. You can see them going through it, too. You can see they're like, dude. These are people these are families you know and, and and for a lot of people out there that are wondering like when you start a business that's like your baby almost you know you want to make sure it's healthy it's growing it's doing the things it's supposed to do so that it can survive you know what i mean and this is tough this is tough for them we can't just look at ceos or everybody like they're all rich and untouchable they're all Jeff bezos they're all whoever you know No, some of these people are very touchable. Some of these people are not very rich. They just have funding, right? So this is tough on them. There appeared to be little chance of the chaos spreading in the broader banking sector, as it did in the months leading up to the Great Recession. The biggest banks, those most likely to cause an economic meltdown, have healthy balance sheets and plenty of capital, so they're not having money problems. Nearly half of the US technology and healthcare companies that went public last year after getting early funding from the venture capital firms were Silicon Valley Bank customers. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. The bank also boasted of its connections to leading tech companies such as Shopify, ZipRecruiter, and one of the top venture capital firms, Andreessen Horowitz. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems like this type of thing is really affecting tech companies more than any other type. I mean, that's tough. In fact, tech companies were long seen as like the gold standard, like the thing that couldn't go under, you know? So it's kind of crazy how this year, like Meta, you know, the same company, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook and such has like fired people. Um, man, who else? Tesla, I believe has gotten rid of some people, has cut the fat. Coinbase, which is like a really popular crypto firm, has also let go of some people. So there's there's been some firing, you guys. There's been some letting go. There's been some trimming of the fat as they say in the business world, you know? So this is tough to hear. And yeah, it just seems like it's going to get worse. I hate to keep saying that cuz I like to keep things positive, but it seems like it's going to get worse. But If there is a positive light in this, most of the companies that people are familiar in banking with, such as Chase, which is one of the biggest banks in America, uh, Bank of America, Capital One, um, Wells Fargo, like these banks are fine, basically is what they're saying, right? But, you know, this bank in particular who lended out to a lot of customers, a lot of businesses that were its customers, now it's going under completely to the point where the government has to step in. That's tough. That's tough. Internet TV provider Roku, which is a really popular company, was among the casualties of the bank collapse. It said in a regulatory filing Friday, sorry, the regulatory filing Friday, that about 26% of its cash, $487 million to be exact, was deposited at Silicon Valley Bank. They're not even going to see that money. That's tough. Roku said its deposits with Silicon Valley Bank were largely uninsured and it didn't know to what extent it would be able to recover them. Mm. As part of the seizure, California bank regulators and the FDIC transferred the bank's assets to a newly created institution, the Deposit Insurance Bank of Santa Clara. The new bank will start paying out insured deposits on Monday, like I said earlier you guys so people could get their money back, 250 k of insured deposits or whatever, right? Then the FDIC and California regulators plan to sell off the rest of the assets to make other depositors whole. There was unease in the banking sector all week with shares tumbling by double digits. Then news of Silicon Valley Bank's distress pushed shares of almost all financial institutions even lower Friday. Yeah, I'm not going to bore you guys with any more of this. If you guys ever, ever, look, if you ever, (laughs) excuse me guys, man, I don't know what's going on with my mouth today. But if you guys ever want to read these articles I'm talking about, if you ever want to go through them, I always include a link to these articles at the bottom of my caption, at the bottom of the description, whatever you want to call it. Yes, I like to say that phrase just like that. Um, You guys can go through this, man. Um, You know, it's really financial. Uh, some people might even call it nerdy, might call it boring, but it affects us. It's, this is this is how it works. You gotta, you you guys gotta learn about the money stuff, you know. Even if it seems like it's hard to learn about, right? Because then you're ahead of the curve, you're ready, you know. But yeah, this is sad to hear about Silicon Valley Bank. So I guess they really have two options, right? Which is option one, they become insolvent, go bankrupt, like which is pretty much what it seems like is going to happen um and therefore a lot of these businesses that had all this extra money at that bank are going to go under period or or they can get bailed out by the government right in which case they can continue business and they can go ahead and make sure they pay back the creditors and the other institutions and businesses that they need to pay back and whatnot but however since the u.s government is still hiking interest rates since the U.S. government is still being a bit charitable with Ukraine, one may say, giving money out and such, they really don't have the money to just go ahead and give it to Silicon Valley Bank and bail them out. They don't have the, the, the backswing to be able to do that. They're already busy, you know? I liken it to this, guys. I liken it to this. Imagine you doing chores in the house. There's only so many things you could do at once, right? If you only give me five minutes, but I have to wash my dog and iron the clothes and take a shower and clean the yard, something is not going to get done. And Silicon Valley is the yard being cleaned. It's not, it's not going to happen. You know, that's pretty much what's going on with this. That is the deal. That is the deal. That's tough. But this this is how it goes. Right. I, I, I would be remiss if i didn't say this i do especially feel sorry for the people that um trusted the people in charge of this bank and said you know what i'm gonna put a bunch of my money in there you know because not all these people are businesses right not all these people are you know not you know even the businesses that got hurt even like they're not all big So this is really going to hurt some people. Some people are going to lose their houses over this, their cars over this, their jobs over this. Families are going to hurt over this. Less food is going to be put on the table over this. This is tough. You know, even Roku, one of these big companies, R-O-K-U, Roku, is talking about, look, I put all this money in there, millions, so that I can pay my employees, Uh, you know, to the tune of, I believe they said, $486 $486 486 million is a lot of money, folks. Dang. You know, because you can't run a business with that type of loss. With that type of money not being recovered, it's just it just can't happen. And as said before, you can only get 250k back. That's all that's insured through that deposit. So, what do you do with all those people that are like, "Look, I got to show up to work tomorrow." well there is no work (laughs) you know I'm not saying Roku's going bankrupt I'm saying for some of these other companies yeah there is no work tomorrow because there can't be any work without any money to be able to get work done doesn't operate on thin air you know definitely doesn't happen out of thin air either and nobody's gonna work for free so that's that that's tough that is really tough but we'll see we'll see how this develops you know we'll see how this develops and you guys can even check this out on youtube i think at this point like i saw it i saw it on instagram i mean i didn't even i didn't check out the particulars like of this article and whatnot but i saw this on instagram like people were running to these banks to try and get their money out it was you know because they're like yeah once these banks get once once these banks get their name changed and whatnot and everything else like that's basically us government property, i want to say. Correct me if i'm wrong. US government property. And the US government's like, "Look, we got to sell these assets to pay these people back and some of these other creditors." And people are like, "Look, man, i just had my little my little 300k in there. I didn't lose 486 billion like Roku. I just had my little 300k in there, you know? So let me go ahead and get it out." And you can't get it out. You know, you can't pay your house note. You can't do the things you expecting you your kids college fund or something else that's tough that's tough so hopefully this situation gets better and if it does i will be here to report it to you guys this is difficult and sometimes you guys know on this channel i like to leave off with like lessons learned or what we could do with this but sometimes life just happens you know life just happens Life just happens. I mean, yeah, maybe the solution is spread your money out between different banks, 250k each insured. But look, you you can't run a company where you have to spread money out between like 30 different banks, not even knowing if all these banks are going to be able to handle the loans that you need. And otherwise, it's impossible is my point, right? It's impossible to know. And it would be a logistical nightmare. So this is tough. Nonetheless, we'll see what happens. We'll see, man. We'll see. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. As always, stay safe, happy, and healthy. And I will catch you guys in the next episode of the Dragon Horse Podcast. Love y'all. Peace.